the Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live Podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal, to make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live Podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Relaunch Live Podcast where you are inspired to rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your business. And most of the time it is real estate because we are a real estate platform that helps you learn the strategies to help you grow your business and live a more abundant life. So welcome back. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Jeff Lobb. How are you? What's up, Jeff? We're ready to go. Hey, it's a, it's a fiery day as every other day in real estate. So um, we're solving problems, you know, dealing with challenges, but keeping everybody moving forward. That's all that matters. Yeah, right? you know why this one's pretty special to me because relaunch was something we started about two years ago yeah. um, and, you know, quickly got buy-in from people in the industry, completely brand agnostic. We knew we needed to help people rocket launch their business or just come together. It was actually during the pandemic, but this individual here that we have today, Miss Jenna Turner, someone that I'm absolutely grateful for and have a lot of love and respect for, um, actually hosted one of the very first uh, relaunch uh, live conferences in her city, Houston. Um, so Jenna is a big, big deal. Want to tell us a little bit about her, Jeff? What you got? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to let her tell her story because I, I already know Jenna's background, but I think, you know, it's always best having our guests kind of dig deep. And, you know, I think you know, the challenge we always face when we have our guests is not everyone woke up one day in the early days of life and said, I'm going to be a real estate professional, right? I'm not going to, like, you just don't roll into that. So I think Jenna's story is going to be kind of not only intriguing to many, but quite interesting on where she started and where she's come full circle. So Jen, I want you to tell your story. First of all, good morning, good morning, and welcome. And thank you guys, show. thanks for having me. And we actually just booked um, our second relaunch live event for the Houston market. It's going to come up in October. I better send you guys the date so y'all can be there. <laughs> I'll do that as soon as we're done with this. Um, my story, Jeff, is not super fun for a lot of people would be really upset about how I got into real estate, but really I failed at pretty much everything else. And so it was kind of the, um, it was kind of like, okay, well, this has got to work. Um, so I worked with real estate investors and I actually flipped over 300 doors, uh, rental units in the city of Houston in the high, um, high end, uh, luxury market back then, which was a lot cheaper in Houston, uh, 12, 13 years ago than it is now it used to be a really cheap place to live and did that. And a real estate agent who is one of the best agents in the city, still doing business now, um, he came and put a sign, his luxury sign in the ground of this property that I had renovated and released and, and brought up to the market standards. And I said, Hey, how much commission are you, you going to earn off this thing? He said a lot. And I said, how much money did you get paid doing all this work? And I said, minimum wage. And, um, he said, 
you got to go get your license and become my competition. And now he tells me every time I see him, he is like, man, you're killing it. You shouldn't have become my competition. You're 10 times better than I was. So, um, no, I saw, I saw there was a luxury to it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I really saw that this, this individual that I respected a lot, this realtor, um, was selling, how beautiful houses in a neighborhood I loved in Houston. And he seemed like he really enjoyed his job. So I said, I got to get my real estate license and do that. And I sold uh, as an individual agent for 10 years. I just got out of production about a year ago. Um, and then I did that dance where you kind of get in and out a few times. Uh, but I'm really, really done, except for my parents. They're my last current clients I have right now. And they're awful. Don't tell them. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, but I sold houses happily for 10 years. Yeah, that's amazing. And when you hear the words get out of production, I think a lot of people that are in the real estate space almost don't even know how to identify what that even means. Like, how do you ever get out of production? Right. So. You went down the brokerage path too, right? Did you, you went into the brokerage space and then wow. out of the brokerage space? Tell me. I did. I, I actually don't know. You and I have a mutual friend, um, Katie Kossif, who, who does a lot of Inman stuff. Yeah. She used to be my boss. Oh, and yeah. Katie, um, she was my broker at my, my last brokerage I was at before I opened up my independent brokerage. And um, Katie Katie's husband, actually, Vesso and her told me one time, they were talking about like their dreams and goals. We're at a dinner and I'll never forget this conversation. I had never thought about getting out of production ever. And I remember them saying something to me like, yeah, well, we don't want to be 60 selling houses like at an inspection. We want to be in our RV. We want to be traveling. We want to be doing all these other things. And I remember being so sad. I was actually sad hearing them say that because I said, what do you mean? I love selling houses. I can't picture a day where I wouldn't love selling houses. And they they just said like, no, one day we won't want to sell houses. And then fast forward a few years later, I was like, you know what? I'm at that day. I'm at that I'm day where I don't want to sell houses anymore. But I remember the first time hearing someone speak about it, it was them. And they said, yeah, one day you won't want to. And I um, one day just woke up and said, nope, I don't want to do this anymore because I opened up a brokerage and we have a good, we got a good crew here. When we started, there was, there was three of us when I opened up my doors and that was um, three and a half years ago. And then now I think we, we hover around 35 to 40 agents at any given time and eight full time staff. Um, but I left my brokerage a few months ago. Um, I, I, and now really we were operating more as a, a team ridge. I'm sure you've heard that term a few times before, but um, we, uh, we operate as a team now and my agents are 10 times better realtors than, than I was at the end there. So it, it's in everybody's best interest. Even my parents, if they would go to somebody else, if uh, they worked with somebody on my team rather than me selling their house. Yeah. So I, I love the yeah, team ridge. I've heard that a few times actually. So, so many people that do get into brokerage, they are kind of operating like that, or they don't want to be this big monster brokerage because of the, the, you know, the crazy expansion that's necessary to do it. Um, 
But what do you think? So when you had three, like you start off as three, right? It sounds like, you know, you might have three solid people. What was the attraction that got you to 10 to 20? So many people are struggling to have that attraction. And, you know, what yeah, you I think a lot of it is being really clear about what we were. I think I, I think when I opened up the brokerage, I was still so much of an independent agent that needed to do a certain amount of sales in order to survive. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people do when they open a brokerage or when they start a team. It's because they've been so successful in their real estate business that they're like, hey, let's bring more people to the table. I got leads. I need, you know, I need a buyer's agent. I need a showing agent. I need a listing partner. And so I think that most people start their own brokerage or start their own team really because they've been a successful real estate agent. The key was that doesn't make a successful brokerage right. um, or, or team. And so once I really identified that I needed to step into a leadership position to really back up what I was saying about our brokerage, I never wanted to interview agents and say, like, we offer all these things. You're going to have access to me. You're going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to support you. I don't want to say I don't want to lie to people. I'm, I just can't. I couldn't sit across from people and actually work the same amount of production that I was working. I couldn't be that same good realtor and also be a leader. I couldn't do it both. And and maybe other people have a better balance of that, but I just couldn't. Something was suffering. And it was, at the time, it was really my family. I have two young children. They were suffering because I was working 24 hours a day, seven days a week on call for my clients in production and managing the small amount of staff I had and then being available like I had promised agents who I attracted to our brokerage, I would be available. And so for me, in order to live authentically, I had to say, I walked away when I, my last year in real estate, I sold $40 million worth of real estate on my own. Most of the time I'm charging 1% more on any deal than my competition was. I walked away from a really good life, right? To, and, and in terms of income potential, right? I walked away from that to say like, you know what? <laughs> I can't actually do that and lead my people. And I think when I stepped into that role, we were able to attract better agents because I was going to be available for them and show up for them in a better way because they knew I wasn't working all Saturday and Sunday showing houses. That's huge. That is huge, me. Hey, Jen, I want to give you a big shout out. I mean, you recently, well, first of all, in my intro, which was super sucky, I didn't mention that you're a coach, by the way. You're a coach. You're one of the few select coaches for um, uh, Chuck Black. Uh, you you found a way to get inside of that community where you, when you first reached out, you're like, I may not even qualify to be here, but I'm going to get in here. You're very determined. Um, became a coach for them as well, have grown your brokerage from when you started with, you know, that, that community to, you know, obviously what you're, I think 30 plus agents in, in a matter of just what, less than six months, you grew your team. Um, yeah. Just recently also, and, and again, you've been on the circuit and men, all kind of stuff, but just recently um, named one of the um, emerging leaders through uh, for Real Trends. Is that correct? Yes, I'm so excited about that. That was a huge honor. Um, so yeah, there's 55 people in the world. And honestly, um, there was a good amount of women on that list, 
but I, the odds were definitely not as many women as there were men. And so I was just, I just went down the list and I said, oh, there's a girl, there's a girl, there's a girl, there's a girl. And I'm in there, man, I, I was super excited about that. And also like, there's some bit like CEOs of real estate companies, um, like, you know, multi-billion dollar companies are on this list. And um, so that, that felt good. You know, my parents, there's a big joke in my family that, I didn't graduate from college. I dropped out. But if I had graduated, my parents buy my sister. They bought my sister's diamond earrings um, when they graduated college. So it's a big joke in my family that like, well, Jenna, you never graduated college, so you're never going to get these diamond earrings. My dad, every time I get an award or something like this, my dad's like, see, you don't even need us. You can buy your own diamond earrings, Jenna. <laughs> And I was like, we didn't get money for this award, but I got like, I, I got a lot in my heart for it, but I still would like to pick up my diamond earrings sometimes. Bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Let's go. So anyone, who, anyone in real estate who, who has been shunned by their family for like getting into the real estate career and not like going the college route, like I'm there with you. I, I, every time I get any kind of accolade, I'm like, mom and dad, like this? Are you proud of this? They're like, mm, no, it's yeah. not free. <laughs> well, it's funny because I mean, hey, just for the record, you can't buy your way to that award. You've got to, you know, earn it. It's a really in-depth selection process. So kudos to you for, you know, being one of the very few who get recognized for something that prestigious. It's so funny. We were just nominated um, in an innovator finalist for the team. And I called Eric, who's our CEO, COO, and he has no idea what any of these awards mean. He can hear less. I'm like, so if you kind of had to kind of like think about it, it's kind of like maybe like a Grammy award nominee of yeah. real estate and, you know, like, or maybe like an Oscar nominee and it opens yes. up. He's like, yeah, still don't get it, but okay. If it yeah, makes it sounds happy. Great. Sounds and great. I'm like, just know it's a pretty big deal. And if Jenna's mom and dad are listening, Jenna's yeah. definitely a big deal in our industry. You so tell them, Veronica, you tell them. My family doesn't need to. They don't, <laughs> they don't know. And honestly, I like very similar. You and I have joked about we love that we love J Lo. Both Veronica and I have that this in common. But in JLo's documentary, her family is like doing this text message about the the sports team or whatever. And they're like, y'all, JLo, they're saying that, you know, um, Go this Jets. movie is going to get a Grammy, like it's going to get an Oscar and she's going to do this. And they're like, go Jets, go Jets, go Jets. And I, I'm laughing because it's like, that is so my family. Like I literally sent them the thing and they're like, <laughs> Hey, who's bringing lasagna? Who's bringing lasagna? And I'm like, can I be a big deal for a minute? One minute? Yeah. No. Same okay. thing in my house. They're like, yeah, we really don't care. But yeah, yeah. we do when it comes yeah, to our We do. Yeah. We can text each other. We can share it with each other. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the market, right? It's July 18th. We're 2022. Um, we're in the middle of what is uh, considered a shift, right? The last two, two and a half years was... You know, this just just this crazy world we were living in. I think we are living what we thought we would live during the pandemic. You know, I think when the pandemic hit, we we <coughs> all froze and we're like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen to the real estate market? What's gonna happen to everything? And then all of a sudden, you know, everything was the complete opposite. We saw people, the great resignation, people were like, got really 
you know, it's, there were some layoffs and furloughs, but then there was also self-elected, like, I'm going to go follow my dreams. The world's coming to an end. I might as well do what I want to do. You know, you saw people like reinventing themselves, starting new businesses, you know, changing the way they look at things, changing how they live their life. Two years, two and a half years later, you know, uh, oh, every Gucci store line was wrapped around because everybody apparently had disposable income to buy, you know, lots of expensive stuff. The real estate market was booming. Um, everybody was jumping into the industry, multiple offers, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 um, offers on a property, people paying hundreds and thousands of dollars above list price, listing agents thought they were gods, buyer's agents needed like, <laughs> oftentimes. Um, the tables have turned. What are you seeing in Houston? What are you guys preparing for? And what do you recommend? Because you are a coach and you help agents. What should agents be doing today to muscle through this shift and get mentally prepared? What techniques, strategies, and um, what do you guys what do you guys see? So I think my policy hasn't changed, and I I definitely think that I I lightened up on how I let our team when we were as busy as we were because some days we were just surviving, being so busy. But my policy has always been the same that I work in Houston. It's a market that's also affected by oil and gas. There is not one person that's out there in that room next door to me that doesn't know a client or hasn't had a family member walk into an office, be handed a box and say like, pack up your stuff, you're gone today. And my policy has always been with my agents. The only box that's here is a box you're gonna, you're gonna give yourself, right? Like in this room, you literally have every opportunity to create income for your family. And if you're going to let someone fire you or, or you're going to let yourself fire you, it's on you, right? They have the opportunity. I think this is a perfect time for agents to dig in and realize that like, we got to get to work, but nobody's going to come and take my car from me. Nobody's going to come and foreclose on my house. Nobody's going to come and tell me that there are no leads. Nobody's going to come and say, you don't have any showings or listing appointments this week because I'm not going to let them. I'm going to keep creating opportunity. My agents are in a mindset of creating opportunity for themselves. I actually told them on a Zoom call the other night that um, I actually feel like our agents are in such a good place because we are so tunnel vision on the work right now. I, I shared with them about the results from your call night the other night, Veronica. We're doing, my team modeled after Brent Cove was doing a 10, 10 day challenge thing, 8.30 or 9 p.m. Zooms. It was 9 central for me. Zooms for 10 nights. I modeled that after my teams or for my team. So my team has been jumping on Zooms at 8.30 p.m. Um, every night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Friday night for 10 days, getting 100 calls in. My agents are saying, this is more calls than I've made in months, right? This is more comfortable than I've been with calls than I have before. So we're just trying to really lean into the actual work of real estate, remembering that we're in sales. And that although we've had it really easy for the last couple of years, it's time to, to make sure that we're focused on money generating and prospecting activities like it's our job. 
because we've we've kind of forgotten that it was our job for the last few years because it was just being handed to us. So just really, you know, every coaching client I'm talking to, every agent in my office that I'm I'm working with, it's basically saying like back to basics. What is the prospecting activities? And the only person who can tell you no that there is an opportunity is you. So this is a mental game more than it is anything else that's going on in our market. This is a mental game. We need to make sure that we have very strong, um, emotionally mature agents who are hard workers, right? Like that's it. That's the agent I want. Are you, um, do you have emotional intelligence and are you a hard worker? You're in because there's a lot of people that are lacking those two things that will be affected by the market in the upcoming days. Yeah, I think it's, I think your insight is spot on. I, it seems like our messaging is absolutely the same. And I think I'm trying to tell people in some markets, cause I truly believe this is if you're going to be a career agent, there's gonna be a career. This is the opportunity for you to put your foot in the ground because I, I made a prediction and I thought I was shooting high, but I want to share this with you. I, I made a, a, a loose prediction saying there'll be 250,000 agents that either go to referral or out of the business in the next couple of years because of they're doing one or two deals. They got into during the boom. They got their license online, not coached, no discipline. So then NAR comes out with a number that said they expected out of their 1.6 million, 20 to 30%, which is a bit higher than I projected. But then I got a direct message it was yesterday from a friend of mine, um, Bobby Bryant um, from DOS. Mm -hmm. He just wrote an article, it's on LinkedIn, and his prediction, he goes, read my article, tell me, like, prove me wrong. He's saying 600,000 agents, because the one thing I never even accounted for is how many people are in real estate but aren't a realtor under the NAR umbrella that have licenses that aren't going to make it either. So all this being said, if you're going to be a career agent, your competition dwindles away and you become more of a rock star. So if you could double down on your branding and your, your marketing, and like, this is the time you go now for the next three to five but you're right jenna it's you're 100 spot on i'm so glad you shared that so it's, it's gonna be and that's not to say like there are great agents that are are either lacking the leadership or lacking the um inspiration or honestly like they're just tired we've had a we've had a long few years so i actually in the middle of the night i am um, probably about six weeks ago middle of the night i do this i wake up and like let's paint the building purple um, and like think of crazy things. The middle of the night, I messaged my staff and I said, what day do I'm a member of the Houston Association of Realtors. We have 46,000 realtors in my MLS um, and probably 20,000 of them just hold their license. But they're in the, the top 20,000. There's some big performers. I said, y'all find out what day that um, the renewals for MLS go out. I want to find out what day that is. So they found out that date for me. I said, okay, tell me what, what day our drop day is. Okay. Tell me what that day is. I said, here's the deal. I want you to go to every single agent that sells over this level of production on that date where the notices go out this year, which is in October. I want you to go to them and I want you to say, we'll pay their MLS fees. They can work for us because that's when, like, I want to save the good agents and I want to put them into production in 2023. Right. But you know what? If they wait until that day where they get that um, that drop yep. from our MLS to pay their fees, 
we're talking about agents who sold a lot over the last couple of years. So I'm not extending that to everybody. I'm talking agents that were producing a lot, but if they get to that date and they haven't thought about what their plan is for 2023 and they see those MLS fees come to them, I'm like, man, I can find some really good agents who were producing, but their mental is going to prevent them from going forward. And, um, and so it's all it's all executed. It's in the calendar. That date, we're we're offering to pay over I think over fifty thousand dollars of MLS fees for agents to come work with us. Yeah, and, but they're going to come to you and go to work. Like they're yeah, going to go to work. Yeah, go to work. And um and so I said, man, I I don't want anyone to wait that long. I don't want until they've run out of funds. But if that's the if that's the case, I want to prevent good agents from leaving the business at the end of this year because they will they will feel it by october when those those mls um uh bills come out they're going to feel it if they're not making plans right now and i want to make sure i can try to save as many good agents and put them into production with what we're doing in 2023 that's awesome that's that's amazing that's super aggressive and (laughs) i think also just shows to show your stance and how much you believe that you can help agents be productive. Like, kind of like goes back to like, no agent left behind, right? Like, let's go help the good ones, let's help the one. And the reality is, if you're listening to this, don't let your ego get in the way. Like, we're actually getting ready to do a campaign as well. It's like, are you an agent, you know, uncertain during these times or struggling? Like, you know, you're not alone. And, you know, would you be open to exploring what it looks like to work on a high performing team? You know, we know how to turn the corner. We have a proven, repeatable process. We have over a hundred thousand person database where we want to invite the right agents to be a part of our experience. We have relationships with big conglomerates that, you know, we we we're working with buyers and sellers who are ready, willing, and able, and and serious about buying and selling in this market, the current market that we're in. You know, don't let ego get in the way from picking up the phone. And, and, and considering and exploring what that might look like. But we feel like we have a duty and an obligation to put the message out there of like, say, hey, we do have an opportunity. It's not for everyone, but it's for the right agent that, you know, is our ideal client avatar or ideal right. partner avatar. Um, so we invite you to see what that looks like. And I haven't been as aggressive as you are, but. Um, no, well, it, it doesn't roll out until October, but I, you know, I have no, there's no shame in my game until I quit, right? Then I would have a lot of shame wrapped around that. But I'm willing to do, I tell my agents all the time, you guys, I I see you guys at conferences. I fly out um, of Houston, I live near downtown. There are no Uber drivers in this city between five and 8 a.m. I always have to drive myself to the airport. It's the weirdest thing to me. I tell my agents all the time, I applied for a job with an Uber and they keep coming to me. (laughs) and ask and offering to pay me more money. So I get this text message like you're up to $24 an hour. We'll pay you $24 an hour or whatever. I tell my agents all the time. I was like, you guys who are worried about making it, I'm literally over here. I run like six different streams of income and businesses and I'm applying for Uber just to see what that would look like if I had to do it right? Like there is no shame in my game. I will figure out how to do it. However, it needs to be done. Agents have to have that mentality. There was, so I got licensed in 2011. Houston was still greatly affected by the recession. There were still lots of foreclosures to be found, um, short sales at that time. 
And I remember that there were three like senior agents in the office I joined and I came in and they said, why did you get your real estate license now? Like you missed the good stuff. The good stuff was in like 2005, six, seven, not eight, you know, and, and like, why'd you get in? We, we've been in it, but why'd you get in? And I said, well, I just think I could do this. And they said, um, I said, do any of you guys have any rental leads? Back then, the average apartment in the city of Houston, like nice place was like $800 a month. So at a 50% split and then my 70, 30 with my brokerage, I was making all of $150 per rental. Um, but I remember this group of senior agents saying, why would you touch that? Why would you waste your time with that? And I said, I want everything y'all don't want. You throw it my way, I'll run it. Because yep. um, if an agent, I think that there's this fine balance between agents having their back against the wall a little bit. And I think that's like, there's a little bit of, you want your agents to have some financial pressure, right? Of like, you have to make this successful. And then, there's some personal responsibility. They need to make it successful because they want to make it successful also, right? It can't all be back against the wall or they'll they'll leave and go find another job. Um, but there's this fine balance of personal responsibility and having some applied pressure. And that's the market that we're back in. And I'm super excited about it because we're going to see agents do really, really good things with a little bit of pressure. It's not as easy anymore. The good is going to rise to the top and some personal responsibility of their, their performance and how they do this. It's actually probably better for the consumer than what we've been doing for the last few years. Yes, I agree. Jenna, um, as we wrap up, I want to ask you, how do you feel that the personal changes that you've made in your life over the last year, which is something that I know you're very proud of, has prepared you for what the next chapter about of leadership and what you're about to embark on? Like, I think a lot of people don't understand the connection between two, the two, but I would love for you to share what that represents for you. Yeah, I actually, you know, when I started coaching with Chet Black, we, we did about three coaching calls and he was like, well, it sounds like you're running a pretty good business down in Houston. He said, why don't more people work there? And I was like, you know, on paper, I had won awards. I was in the top 200 agents out of 46,000 in my MLS. I was killing it in production. Um, but there's this, there's this imposter syndrome of, how do I step into the next next place? And and I had to be very honest with my coach and my friends. And and Veronica was there that first time I tried to hike a mountain when I was 235 pounds, 80 pounds heavier than I am today. And I had to be really honest about like I was going through some physical. I had some physical pain that was. Uh, wrecking my life. It wasn't about the weight as much as it was about um, the limiting beliefs that I had because of my my health and um, what I thought I was capable of. I am a very authentic person. If you know me, you know that I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. There may be a curse word along with it. I have no problem making fun of anyone or myself. Um, but it was very hard for me to sit in agent interviews, like I said before, and know that I wasn't showing up 
as 100% of what I, I should have been. And I couldn't lead people. Um, I knew that I that real estate agents sometimes have real estate problems, but a lot of times they have other problems, right? That are preventing them from being successful in their career. I couldn't show up as a leader I needed to be and help them with their other problems until I helped myself with my other problems. And so um, therapy, I work out five days a week now. I eat better. I am actually able, my, my achievement is that my son used to say, mommy, you can sit on the couch and play with us. Like, we'll just play, we'll bring our toys to us. And now they fully expect me to wrestle with these two Spidermans, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man and Hulk, the Incredible Hulk all the time, because they know that I'm physically capable of doing it now. Um, so that's, a. It, it's, it's just changed how I live my life. It's also changed the business, but there is probably something going on in your personal life uh, normally that's preventing you from stepping into what you need to professionally. And I've learned that over the last, it's now been um, in August will be two years since I started that journey. And really um, it was a slow start. I think if you're watching this and you have um, something you need to change in your life, personally or professionally, the biggest is do one small thing every day. One small thing that that gets you closer to that goal every day. And that really does compound. Um, so for me, it started with like, just eat one not bad meal a day. Just go, just go on a walk for five minutes a day. Just spend five minutes doing something for yourself, reading a book, taking a bath, doing something that's personally... Um, but I had to retrain myself in how I took care of myself because our industry um, really highlights that we should all be overworked. And uh, and so like you you got to tell the consumer you're always working, you're always available. And that was going to kill me. So um, we we can say like, no, I actually I need a minute. I'm going to need a minute. And our consumers, they also have children and jobs and other stuff. So they're, they're a lot more understanding of that than I think realtors. I think we think our consumers, you know, are not real humans. They don't understand that like, hey, you're allowed to say, I haven't eaten in 14 hours. I've been showing houses for 14 hours. I need to take a bathroom break. You can say that. Um, and if you can't say that, then go find some better clients. Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. Um, you know, I think there is something to say about when you work on you and you start getting super crystal clear as to you and the things that you need to change in your life, everything else just starts to fall into place. I'm sure those habits that you developed, you know, sometimes we feel like a fraud, right? We're like, oh, I totally. you know, we're, we're sitting here coaching people, but our own, you know, house is a mess. And, and you know, when I say house, I mean, the temple of ourselves, right? Our thoughts, our mindset, our habits. And it's just small little changes that can really make a huge difference. And you decided to show up like a completely different leader. I asked myself that question a couple of years ago, like, would I follow me? You know, and there were some areas of my life that I wasn't too proud of. And I said, I'm gonna change that. And then everything else just fell into place. I mean, it's not perfect. It, 
by no means is it it's not perfect it's still yeah, when, you, when you said this house not like your physical house i was like veronica my house is a wreck like my oh, house no. like the whole thing <laughs> like just, it imploded with toys and dishes and like it's an actual wreck um but this house this house is doing much better that house can do whatever it, it wants to do now yeah yeah well i'm super proud of you and i think this is why this show exists right which it's like Hey, you're hearing the mindset of what an agent should, you know, what an agent today and an agent of tomorrow is going to look like um, from someone who has been awarded, uh, you know, high, high recognition, coaches, great teams across the country, sits at the table with some of the best, uh, I would say, thought leaders in the country. So I would definitely um, listen to what Jenna says when it comes to having the emotional intelligence, the work ethics, but also when you make small changes in your personal life, whether it's, hey, maybe maybe you're not having a bottle of wine every night when you get home, or maybe it's going for that walk. Maybe it's, you know, uh, uh, really um, working on some of the things that you need to work on personally. And it just starts really just helping you, priming you to become a better leader. And next thing you know, the unimaginable happens. Everything else shows up and you're like, I didn't even know I had that within me. And then you can take that same principle and apply it to your business. Um, and it's a game changer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a game changer. Um, Jeff, any final questions for Jenna? No, I mean, I, I know we got to wrap, but I just, to me, I think the whole, what she just said to me was my biggest takeaway. <clears throat> it's a mental game, right? It's a mental game. And if you're not feeling good mentally and physically, you are not going to be at your best no matter what. In some cases, you'll be probably, you know, even at your worst, but you don't even know it. So I think self-awareness, Jenna, is so, you hit it right on the head. It's, a lot of us go through that, different phases of life, right? Oh, self-aware leader. Wow. So the self-awareness, right spot on, Jen. So I appreciate you sharing your story. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I am, I'm really actually super excited about what the market does over the next year. I'm not scared. I'm getting ready. Um, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for those who are, are preparing and doing the work. So I, I think we just keep on rolling and we get to see a change of scenery, right? It's, it's been a rat race for a few years. Like maybe this change of scenery is good. Um, for all of us. I'm excited about what it looks like. Well, I'm excited, guys. Thanks again for joining us for another Relaunch Live where you can find us talking about topics in the real estate industry and also, I think, a little personal growth to help you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired. And Jenna, please let us know when your Relaunch Live Houston is uh, so we can make sure we promote it because it is brand agnostic and you can be outside of the Houston market and take advantage of it. But don't forget to follow us. Jeff, where can they follow us? And we'll see them okay. next lunch. Everywhere the universe will allow. YouTube, we're streaming on. We'll be on Apple, um, Spotify, Google Play. Just uh, just Google it. We're here. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast. Helping you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.